Hi and welcome to another episode of Up Next. Today I'm joined by Reese Mitchell, a CrossFit Games athlete and the fourth fittest teen in the world. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hi Reese and welcome to Up Next. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. It's absolutely fantastic to be on here, sir. It's my pleasure to have you on, really. And so why don't we go with the tradition of the podcast where I leave the floor to you in the beginning to tell us a bit more about yourself and your CrossFit journey. Hey, guys, I'm Reese Mitchell. I'm from Liverpool, out in the UK. I'm going to try my best to speak as slow as possible and as clearly as possible because the main thing I've had why I've been out here in Dubai is everybody not understanding what I'm saying. So... Um, I am pretty well known around the CrossFit community for being to the CrossFit Games twice as a teenager, finishing both third in 2017 and fourth in 2019. I am also known for running the, the program and company called Mitchell Fifth Coaching, which is an online program and service which I run my business partner. And I am also well known now for coaching and helping people within our community. Oh, I, mean, I mean, not only were you the fourth fittest dean, but now you're also a coach and I mean, can I just mention that you're 18 only? So wow, that's amazing to hear. And, you know, first things first, how were you introduced to CrossFit to begin with? So if anyone's ever listened to me previous podcast, I talk quite a bit about how I was actually introduced to CrossFit, but not actually the reason why I was introduced to CrossFit. So in 2015, I was quite a chunky lad. I was always skinny as a, as a young boy growing up. And then I had like a pretty bad injury. I broke my leg in 2011 and then just due to the fact i wasn't doing any exercise i wasn't really doing anything and i was just eating bad food i put on quite a bit of weight then coming back from that at such a young age you sort of know you're a bit overweight then you sort of don't think you are a bit overweight um i got to a point when i was in year eight or i was 13 where i was like look i was sick of looking at myself in the bed and thinking like look at that look at the belly fat on in there look at the boobs you know and i wanted to change the way i looked and I just set out like an intention, like, okay, then let's lose a little bit of weight. Let's try and get fitter. So I was going to a normal global gym where I was just doing your usual running on the treadmill, doing resistant weights, thinking I was going to lose weight, you know? And then my uncle, Darren, um, was doing this thing called CrossFit up in my mum's good friend's husband's gym. Um, so I went, okay, then I'll come to a class with you, uncle. I'll go with you. I went, didn't enjoy it whatsoever. Hated every second of it. Didn't even know I was doing CrossFit. Um, but because I was so driven, and I've always been a driven human since I was a young boy, I was going to continue going, even if that once a week, like it was at first, start working towards my goal. And that's what I did. I was going to this class, which I didn't even know was CrossFit, for about six months, once a week. That's how it went for the start for me. <laughs> A uh, little, little have you known then that CrossFit would literally be the biggest thing in your life, right? I've been saying, really, like, people always ask me, like, was this a defining moment, like, when you thought, okay, then this is going to be your life now, this is going to be a lifestyle for you and a future end of our. And I was like, no, because it was never actually that. It was never a certain moment that I can remember where it's like, oh, my God, like, yeah, this is it, you know? It, it just happened over time. And then, you know, you get caught up doing so many things, thinking about so many other things. You never think about how far you've come. 
Definitely. And, you know, that kind of segues into the next point is I wanted to ask, like, when did you kind of realize that CrossFit is not just a way for you that you're saying to lose that belly fat and lose all of that and kind of stay healthy, but CrossFit will literally be your life, right? You just said that there wasn't an exact moment. But, you know, when you first started out, did you ever imagine that you would be doing CrossFit not only for a living, but on the scale that you did? I mean, you did represent your country and you went to the CrossFit Games. So now... It was, it was very, very mad-like for me, you know. I think I just, I've really rode the wave, or rode the wave, shall I say, from the moment that I started competing. And it was always about working for the next competition, working for the next competition, just trying to get better. And I never actually thought, like, it's going to be a lifestyle, you know. It was just wow. doing what I love to do because I really love this concept and have grew to love it since probably, like, six months into actually doing it, like, it's just fun. It's what I love, you know. As much like as the times where like I really question what I'm doing and like question the pain that I'm putting myself through, I love it. It's a passion. And take away the coaching side of it, I love that feeling and that adrenaline rush you get when you're on that competition floor at a big competition when it's you and your competitors under the lights. Like there's there's no better feeling, you know. Wow. Because, you know, I was actually going to ask now, um, what is CrossFit to you? Because a lot of professional athletes like yourself kind of think of their sport or what they do as a lot more than just uh, an exercise from 6 to 8 p.m., right? It's n- it's kind of your lifestyle. It's your routine. So what is CrossFit to you? CrossFit is my life. <laughs> and that's the only way I can really put it to you. Like, the way the competing starts, I coach that I live in now, a full-time out in, out in Dubai. We work a lot of hours. We work really hard with clients. We, it's, it, it's, a, it's like more than a full-time job. I'm at home. I'm programming on my laptop people, making sure I'm prepared for tomorrow's session with such and such or him or her, making sure that I am progressing as a coach, meaning that I'm reading books, I'm reading articles, I'm listening to podcasts, I'm talking with other coaches. Then that's on top of competing. While training full-time, making sure my nutrition is correct, making sure I'm sleeping enough hours, it's it's so so much to me and don't get me wrong the times where i am really tired and really run down and really drained and sometimes i get sick of this but i always go back to like what is my why and my why is why want to why do you want to be average in life yeah why do you want to be average in life and that's always my why i mean well, that is one hell of an answer and, you know, let's talk about your competitions for a bit now. So, like I was saying earlier, you were the third fittest team in the world in 2017 and then the fourth fittest team in 2019. Both times you represented your country. So, when you first entered your first competition or when you were called up, did you ever think that there was a point where you would be on the podium with all of the lights looking at you? No, but yeah, because... When I made the CrossFit Games in 2017, it was a big shock that I'd made it. Like Leading into that season, I just wanted to be in the top 200 to qualify for the second stage, which is the age group online qualifiers. I won the Open, which is the first stage of the CrossFit season, and then I qualified to the Games for the online qualifier. And then because I qualified in such a high position, I actually qualified. I seeded in fifth on the Open, so I know I beat these guys already. And you go into it like, thinking and believing that you can win every day in training when I'm doing these hard workouts, I'm doing these grind sessions, lifting these weights. In my head, I'm visualizing myself stood on that podium, you know? And then when it comes to a reality, it's like, damn, this feels good, you know? 
but I've been working towards this. And I think if you've ever heard of Matt Fraser, who's the fifth guy on earth, and he talks about this thing called hard work pays off, he says that's the feeling that you feel when you stand on top of that podium is, my hard work, all these hours in the gym actually paid off. That's how it felt to me in 2017 when I was third. And then 2019, it was the opposite because I just missed out on a podium spot. It was more like denial and sadness and feeling worthless in a way. But then because I've, I am such a driven human being, I've got growth mindset due to working with a mental performance coach for so long. We had worked on that my weight is not attached to my performance or my results. And I took the positives from that weekend, the fact that I had an amazing time competing. First time I probably ever enjoyed being on that competition floor, especially at such a high level. And three, I actually had an amazing performance overall. It was just one event that ruined the whole weekend for me. You got to take the positives out of it. Because if you're going to keep dreading the fact that you lost or the fact that you missed on the third spot, let's say by like at some other points so or like oh no i was too close and you keep telling yourself that you're kind of forgetting the fact that you did end up fourth then like you were saying you had one hell of a performance so you can't just neglect that you know like so if anyone who's new to crossfit doesn't really understand the crossfit games and the format the goal is to be the most consistent across the board so you'd be better getting like second second third fourth and going first 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 twelve. you know it's about being consistent across every single event i.e the multiple rounds and athletes i.e across the 10 general physical skills what is it um, and how to become the fittest athlete in the world and for me i was like second second third 10 in the 10th place ruined the weekend for you know but the way i always seen that and the way i always described that performance to people was i took a chance i put a one with the game yeah in that event i went really fast off the gate and tried to hold on but then you're going to win the game, you've got to take chances. It can go one way or the other. You either take the chance and win, or you take the chance and finish fourth and miss out on a podium. Definitely, but I mean, you have to think of this as like, like a learning moment and you learn from it, and then you still have another chance at competing in the CrossFit Games. I think it's online now, if I'm not mistaken. So this year, no, the teens and masters was actually cancelled this year. And I am actually in the age groups now, in, in the open age. So things get a little bit tough for me now. But that's good. I'm up for the challenge and I know that it's going to take a little bit longer. It's going to take maybe two to three years before I can even consider trying to qualify for the CrossFit Games again in the male division as it's such a step up in the youngers. But that's good because I want to do it the right way. It's been these amazing teams who have came out of the teens division, as I've explained on previous podcasts, who are amazing, like unbelievable athletes and try to rush that process by lifting too heavy, doing too much volume and they get hit and ruin their career. They're either mentally burnt out or they're actually physically injured where their career is over right you gotta take your time with it i mean right now you are a performance coach you still have a lot of years ahead of you to consider when you want to go on so it's all about being mentally and physically prepared like you were saying and you know speaking of podiums like you were saying you were on the podium once right and being on the podium is nowhere near easy there's a reason why it has three spots Okay, so why do you think you made it as far as you did? What was special about your training or your journey? That like, What is the secret recipe, if I would say? The reason I was on the podium in 2017 was due to the fact that I wanted to prove myself and prove people wrong. Because I'm from Liverpool. I'm from Anfield, Liverpool, which is a deprived area. I've had an amazing childhood. My mom and dad have worked so hard to give me the childhood I had. 
I went on holiday so much, I always had everything I wanted. I had to work hard for that. We wasn't, nothing was given to them on a plate. Nothing was given to me on a plate, you know? I wanted to show that it doesn't matter where you're from or what your background is, you can do whatever you want to do if you work hard enough for it. And that's the way, that was my all, that, that's, that's one, that's another way for me. Like, I want to prove that no matter where you're from or what your background is, you can work hard and you can succeed in whatever you want to succeed in. Definitely. It's all about putting in the work. And that was, that was literally my drive that whole season. I want to work as hard as I possibly can to prove people that we can do whatever we want. And it paid off and you proved yourself wrong and you proved people wrong. So now that you're saying early when you're introducing yourself, you are now a performance coach here in Inner Fight in Dubai. So tell us a bit more about that. Why did you make the transition to coaching at quite an early age? So I was about 16 when I was weighing up the options of what I actually want to do as a career. When I was coming towards the end of my GCSEs, which are like the end of two years in England before you go on to further education. And I, I know that I want to be a professional athlete in CrossFit. But 99% of the people who are actually elite athletes and actually are amazing athletes and train full-time are not actually well-supported. So they don't earn a good living. They literally scrape to be able to compete and to be able to do this as a job. And as much as I love CrossFit, as much as I love competing, you've got to realize that you don't compete for a long time in our sport. It's a very young sport. You peak at like 24, 25 within our concept. And then you're looking at the tire by the time you're 30. And if you if you don't compete at a high level and make a lot of money within that 10 years that you have competed, that's through by like obviously competition money. What are you gonna do later on in life? So if I don't get any qualifications or if I don't take it to the path, by the time I get to 30, imagine like I didn't finish top 10 of the games. I was always just one of them bubble athletes. What am I going to do when I'm 30? Have I got to go back to university? Have I got to go and start take a new path? I don't. I didn't want that life. I wanted to know I have got two options. If this doesn't succeed, I've got this other path to go down. And it's just so good that what I do go hand goes hand in hand with what I do as an athlete. Like being a CrossFit coach goes hand in hand with being a CrossFit athlete. But being a CrossFit athlete doesn't make you a good CrossFit coach. You've got to spend time. You've got to have the passion. You've got to have the want. Be able to be a coach, yeah? Not because you're a good athlete, because you've been to the games, doesn't make you a good coach. You've got to put time and effort into being a good coach. Learning, revising, speaking to people, being good with people, knowing when someone's doing something wrong and being having the confidence to tell them they're doing something wrong and having the confidence in yourself that you can make people better. That's, and that, that's sort of the reason why I pick coaching, because I wanted to be able to be an athlete, and do what I love to do, but also earn a steady income and have a different path if at any point competing in this concept wasn't for me. So I didn't really touch on the fact that why I moved to Dubai. If <laughs> um, Two reasons why I moved to Dubai. Ever since I was a young boy, I wanted to move away to a different country. Um, it was always, the goal was always the United States. I always loved America. My mum and dad took me there when I was 10. I was eight, actually, when I was eight in 2010. And I really, really loved that place. I know when you're a young kid, you become fascinated about things. In my head, I painted this picture of me living in America by the time I got old enough. And then, so I, I always have plans of moving away. Like, I always told my mom and dad, when I'm older, I'm moving away. When I'm older, I'm moving away. 
regardless, I didn't have any plan of what I was going to do when I was young. I was just going to move on, you know? And then in 2018, a guy called Stephen Fawcett, who's a very well-known well athlete in the UK, and is about to be my coach from Monday, he said to me, why don't you maybe consider moving out to the Middle East when you become of age? Because the money is great, the lifestyle is great, and it's a good way to be able to progress as an athlete for two reasons. There's very good athletes out here who will be able to push you on. So that, that was it. When I, when I was 16, I had my eyes set on moving out to the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> And then, like, like everything that I have done in the last six years, I made it become a reality. I got in contact with different gyms. I spoke to people who had links. And then I started to paint this picture of all these different offers. And maybe go here, I can maybe go here, I can maybe go here. Um, and the reason I chose Inner Fight was because when I reached out to Marcus, he was the one who was most interested, even when I was 16. He said he would try and have a look if he could get me a visa. Obviously, you can't get a visa until you're 18. So he emailed me back. Okay, then we can't get you a visa. But when you get to 18, let's talk again. September of 2019 came around and Marcus emailed me and asked was I still interested. Oh, that's great to hear. And welcome to Dubai and welcome to Interfight. And another transition that you made is choosing CrossFit as your pretty much your career. Right. So when you were 16, that you were saying you're just finishing up your exams and you chose CrossFit as your career. What was the reaction of people around you? Like, you know, your friends, your parents, did they think that you're making the right choice? Most definitely. And the reason why was because of how passionate I have been in them younger years from being 13 to 16, them three years, I would became that boy that everybody, I used to know people with CrossFit, all CrossFit constantly. I actually fell out with a lot of people when I was a bit younger because they didn't get why I was so interested in this concept, why I was so interested in being fit. I used to get called muscle edge, you said. I used to be fighting loads of school because people used to try and take the myth. Until I got a bit older. When we got into like the old years of like being 15 and 16, people just realized that was just me. That was what I was gonna do. Including me, mum and dad. Like when I went to the games in 2017, they knew that this was a career I was gonna take, you know? And then when I told them I was going to move to Dubai, they were like, yeah, yes, I'm you know what I mean, like they do, brush it off. But they knew I was going to go as a coaching, regardless of whether that was going to be in the UK or whether that was going to be somewhere else. They knew that that was the career I was going to take, and they just fully supported me with it. And you know what? You know, obviously everyone loves the mum and dad, like, so, so much. But me and my mum and dad have got an amazing relationship, like an absolutely amazing relationship. And, like, they have always supported me in everything that, in everything that I've ever did. And they pushed me towards this Dubai. Like, as soon as I mentioned it, do me reach, reach for the stars, go and live your best life. And that's what I did. <laughs> oh, that's amazing to hear. And, you know, so what advice would you give to people that kind of want to take up this as a career path? Especially here in this region, it's not, you know, I mean, when you tell your parents that you want to do CrossFit or coaching for a living, it's not exactly the typical career path, right? You're told like, hey, no, be a doctor, be an engineer, do this and that. So what kind of advice would you give them? The advice would be, if you live in the Middle East, in Korea now, you can earn big money from it. Like, it is a very well-recognized job now over here in the UAE compared to anywhere in the world. Number two, follow your heart and follow your dream. Like, for me, I always said, I never wanted to do a job that I don't enjoy. 
and I'm not doing a job that I don't enjoy. I love my job. Point three was to be passionate about it. And what I mean by that is if you love something, full heart and soul into it. Talk about it as much as possible. Think about it as much as possible. And I promise you now, if you work hard, you will reach a level or you will go as close to your goals as possible. Let's simple as that. Definitely. It's all about hard work. So, Reese, I'm sure along your journey, you've been doing this since you were 13. So, I for around five years now, truly came across, you know, just a challenge or two or quite a few. So, what were some of the challenges that you faced along the way? So, there's been loads and loads of times, even now, where like, I think about, like, what am I doing? Why do I put myself through this pain every day? Why do I push my body to the limit, push my mind to the limit all the time? And don't get me wrong, there's been so many challenges. I've had so many injuries. Like, honestly, God, it's been so many times that I genuinely thought my career was over. At the 2017 Games, in the first event, I tore my glutes. That injury caused problems for a full year and a half after that. Because of where I tore the glutes, I had scar tissue. It was pushing on the piriformis. The piriformis was getting tight. Piriformis was pushing on the sciatic nerve. I was getting sciatica really bad down one side. That caused me to pull out of the 2018 CrossFit Games. Well, I pulled out thinking, this is it, this is my career over before I even started. I had people telling me, you'll never make it back. People telling me, you're not good enough to make it back. I had people just not believing in me. I didn't believe in myself many, many times, you know. There's been times also like where, for example, a big one's this year where I thought I was supposed to move here in March. And I thought, the job's gone, that's it, finished. I'm not moving to Dubai. I put all this hard work in, ready to go. Being interviewed, I, I, I had quite a rough intern here at Dubai. I came over in Mar in January, and they checked me out. They made sure I could coach. I got analysed by all the coaches. I was being watched. Um, and then COVID comes and strikes, and then I'm thinking, okay, then, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm not going to move to Dubai. Maybe I'm going to be stuck over here in the UK. The main thing for me always has been that I, whatever comes at you, yeah, if you get knocked down and you lie on your back and look up, you can get up. And it's simple as that. Definitely, because you're always going to fall. Like, there will always be something, be it injuries or anything else in any field. Life isn't all sunshines and rainbows. But then if you're truly passionate about what you're doing, you will have to draw work. And then you just keep drawing, put your head down and keep drawing. Exactly, man. Exactly. Definitely. And also, Reese, as an athlete and as a competitor, what is a mistake that you made along your way throughout competitions or just throughout your CrossFit journey that up-and-coming athletes can learn from? The main mistake I made was learning, not learning to move well from the start. That's the reason why I've had so many injuries, because I didn't learn the proper mechanics of the movements. I didn't move a good form. And that caused lots and lots of injuries. That's the, probably the biggest mistake I ever made. And I really, that's why I, I, I am so passionate as a coach when you see me coaching. Please learn to move well. Don't add weight before you can do the problem mechanics. And I'm quite anal sometimes when it comes to like coaching people in that way. Like I will, I'm so narrow minded. Like don't heavy barbell until you can learn to move properly with a light barbell. And that's why I'm so passionate about that. Mistakes in competitions. The game this year is a big example. I was second after day one by 10 points behind the leader, Dalla, who's never really been pushed too much. And I pushed him on that first day quite a bit. Second day comes along, first workout was a 90 feet handstand walk, 35 calorie bike. 
90 foot sandbag carry with a 200 pound sandbag. I've never really used a 200 pound sandbag before. When I was so hot out the gates and then just died of death, couldn't pick that sandbag up at the end and finished last in that event. That ruined the CrossFit Games for me. That's why I finished fourth. That's why I win. The thing is, all these mistakes that I've made, I've learned so many lessons from them. And like, for example, the movement side of things, I've learned that moving well is so, so important. Later on in my journey, a change in mechanics, learn to move well. That also, it makes me a better coach because I've had all these injuries. I know I'm doing something wrong. I can explain to them how to do it right and explain to them, if you don't do it right, that this is going to happen. Then when the competing side, on the competing side, I know that when it comes to workouts like that, to not go out too hot, to learn to pace things. And also, I've learned that no matter how hard or how bad a workout goes, you can always come back and still finish strong. Definitely. I mean, and what you were saying about movement is extremely important, especially in CrossFit and in sports in general, right? Injuries that you don't even think about, injuries that can be prevented by a little stretch here and there, or just warming up your muscles for five minutes before you begin to literally end your career. And like you were saying, they almost ended your career. So it's extremely important to learn everything about it. Exactly, boss. And I think that's been a main thing for me. That's why I am so passionate about learning people how to move well. Um, but I, I, we all make mistakes, and I've had made loads of many mistakes away from CrossFit that could have jeopardized my career in CrossFit by just doing stupid things. The thing is, though, as humans, we're going to make mistakes, and I think when you can accept that we're going to make mistakes and that you can always move on from mistakes, I think we should all live our life better. Oh, definitely. I mean, mistakes are literally, and failures are a part of everything that we do from A to Z, from the day we're born to the day we die, we will make mistakes. But then it's kind of important to think of them as lessons, not just as stuff where you can beat yourself up for it. My mental performance coach always says, training is failure. I mean, and then you'd learn from one mistake and then you get better at it. Because come to think about it, right? If you didn't know that you shouldn't go all the way out in the very first round or in the very first workout, you wouldn't have done that in the next rounds or you wouldn't have had a better strategy for the next games. So it's all about making the mistakes. Exactly. exactly. And you know, Reese. so you are the fourth fittest team in the world. You've been doing CrossFit for five years now, I think, and you're a performance coach. So my daughter is telling me that, you know, you know a thing or two about CrossFit in general, right? So what would your advice be to young and upcoming athletes that either want to try CrossFit and venture with it or kind of already CrossFit athletes that want to take it to the next level and compete? There's three things. So I've been working with the competitive teams from around the UK for a while, the past three years, with Emma, who runs the British Teen Championships. I have given this advice a good few times. The advice would be to the person who's already doing CrossFit and they want to take their training to the next level would be get a coach who knows you well enough and fully invests in you. Number two, learn to move well with the correct mechanics before adding any weight or adding any speed. And number three, be willing to work be, and enjoy the process. If you're not enjoying it, then what is the point? The three points for the people who are just starting CrossFit. CrossFit is not a way of, it is not a destination. It's a way of life, a lifestyle. You're generally physically preparing yourself for anything that life knows in you. You're preparing you for the unknown and the unknowable, and you're also making yourself a better human being. You're going to look well, feel well, and that's, advice to the competitive teams and the people who just want to see. Definitely.
It's all about incorporating it into your lifestyle and making it literally, when you wake up, you think of how you're going to improve yourself around your training with every meal that you take, with every single hour of sleep that you're thinking of. It ha- your life has to revolve around it in order for you to grow as far as you did. Exactly, boss, exactly. And I think, you know what? I mean, who knows how long I'm going to be doing this content for now. I'm having a great time and I'm going to keep doing it until I don't enjoy it. I've always said that if I don't enjoy it, don't enjoy something in life, I'll stop doing it. And until that becomes the case with CrossFit, I'm going to be doing it. Wow. Well, Reese, it's been amazing to talk to you. So as we sign off right now, let's talk about the future. So what are what's next up for Reese in the next couple of years or even the next couple of months? What does the future hold for you? Next couple of months, because uh, to build a very strong client base here at Inner Fight, making all the members better at life and progressing as a coach. The next couple of years is the goal is to compete at a very, very high level in the sport, compete at top level sanctionals and hopefully make the CrossFit Games. And number three, enjoy life. Live a good lifestyle, make good friends, eat some good food and be a great human being. Well, on that note, Therese, once again, thank you so much for your time and thank you for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and I wish you all the best in the future. Thanks, boss. Cheers, man. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at TheAli or follow the podcast so you can know when the next episode is out.